This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Man, uh, Howard Cosell gave you the highlights from, from, from the day before, and that's about all you saw. And then after halftime, my mom would make me go to bed. And so I just love and respect it and want to be prepared for it and put my best foot forward. But, you know, I have no response to the record that you mentioned. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. That was Mike Tomlin on Monday Night Football Record. And I love Mike Tomlin. Every time I hear him talk, I'm obsessed with him. And he's making himself seem a little old there with that soundbite. We'll get to Steelers at Falcons in just a second. Happy Football Friday. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski with you. So I like to poke fun at the NFC least. But wow, you look at the entire division and are they? I mean, there's so many good games on the board um, this Sunday. And I think one that is getting overshadowed is Commanders at Giants. If there weren't so many other good games, we'd probably be a little more focused on this one because there are playoff implications here. This game opened as Commanders minus one. Now they're two and a half point favorites. Am I crazy? I'm in Washington I just, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if the Commanders are two and a half point favorites over this Giants team. I actually think two and a half, you get some value with the Giants. Um, the Commanders have a really good defensive line against the Giants O-line. Um, they were missing some guys last week. Maybe they'll have them back, but I think that could be interesting. But this Commanders um, defensive line, I think they will be getting some pressure on Daniel Jones. I looked up his game log. He actually doesn't throw a ton of interceptions, and his interception prop was minus 165. So I'm going to stay away from that. But uh, curious what side you are on, Joe. Yeah, the NFC East, probably by default, but the facts are that it's the deepest division in the NFC. Now, when you branch out to the AFC, I won't go there because top to bottom, I'd rather have the AFC North, especially now that Watson's going to be back under center for Cleveland and the way Kenny Pickett has looked of late. I can't wait to see how he looks against some of these weaker defenses that he's going to face. And AFC East overall is certainly stronger. It just might be a case where we need the full season to play out because you do have teams with good records, like like the Giants here, seven to four, like the Commanders here, seven to five, but both teams have negative point differentials. So how good are they? They're probably, you know, one's going to end up with eight, one's going to end up with nine wins on the year, or or they're a little lucky and they they end up with better records. I one of these teams is going to make the miss the playoffs, and you've got mm-hmm. two matchups coming up in this final stretch of the season. So I find that really fascinating. Are these two teams going to split? Or is one team going to punch the other one in the mouth and knock them out of the top seven in the the playoff race in the NFC? So, yeah, it it is one that has been flying under the radar. Boy, it's just you've got Washington trending up, New York trending down. So I guess this is how we got here with this line. But I agree with you, Aaron. It, It is way too much. Now, 
Heineke's cover numbers have been ridiculous. He is 11-2-1 against the spread in his last 14 starts. Well, so I'm sure that's part of it. underdogs in those games too, right? Right, right. Now, now the last couple weeks, he has been favorites. Now, last week was more than a field goal. Now, this week, it's still inside of a field goal, but it's a divisional matchup on the road. The numbers say Washington's a lot better. Like, if we're looking at, okay, give, <clears throat> give us one, one great unit in this game between these two teams. The numbers say, yeah, Giants have been extremely lucky, which I agree with, both offensively and defensively, for them to have the 7-4 and four record. It's like you, you kind of see things balancing out right now. The Commanders are the better team. The Commanders have the elite rush defense. Like, yeah. what do the Giants do that's great? Probably nothing. Run the and, ball, that's all they can do. <laughs> and the Giants can run the ball, but the Commanders can stop the run. So, in that sense, I guess I understand why they're favored a little. Two and a half, that feels, that feels a lot. Isn't yeah. this a good Giants teaser? Isn't that where we're at here? You go like through the that. three and the seven. We're going to yeah, get it, to it, teasers in a bit, yeah. but I like that one. I might be back on teasers this week. We'll discuss. Oh, I was wondering. I was wondering because you know, uh, I can't resist. There are some strong cases to suggest that uh, it was a bit of an overreaction when people were very upset after losing teasers. And uh, they've been hitting a lot lately, a lot. And I think there's good reason for that. I'm not on this game, Aaron. I, there's just yeah. so many games that I, that I do like. Uh, Giants are a good teaser option. It does feel like the, this, is, this is too much. But it's not like we're at or past a field goal. With Washington, it's probably going to come down to the final possession. It's going to feel like a coin flip game, which is one of the reasons I like the teaser. And which is one of the reasons why I would like to pass on this game. It's also yeah. a division game, and weird, weird things happen. I don't think these two teams are that far apart, so I'm just staying away from this. Um, let's move on. Steelers at Falcons. Um, Steelers one-point favorites. I like the Steelers when they're underdogs, and obviously they are mm -hmm. not in this position. Um, another teaser I think could be interesting is you could tease the Falcons up to seven and a half, um, but I'm just not interested in backing the uh, the Steelers minus the one here. Okay. Um, the, the favorite flip this week, and I think that move is justified. Uh, the Steelers are playing their best ball of the year. They've won two of their last three. They took down New Orleans in Week 10. They lost to Cincinnati by one score. That was a touchdown game that they put up 30 points in. And then Monday night, they won on the road at Indy. So it's a tough spot after a high-profile victory on Monday night, a game they should have won, and they did. Uh, so the spot is tough, and, I, and I've heard that case, and I understand where people are coming from. But what I just can't get away from is – Pickett really impressed in the first half. And Najee Harris did not practice yesterday. Okay, fine. It's not like he's great. They just give him the ball a lot, and they kind of spread it out last week. Since Pickett's been in, these are the defenses he's faced. Jets, Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles, Saints, Bengals, Colts. All top 10 defenses. All top 10. And this is going to be the first opportunity he's going to face a very weak defense, a bottom 3-1 at that. So I understand the move from Atlanta short favorite to Pittsburgh short favorite. I like the matchup. The better defense is the Steelers. The better team right now, probably the Steelers. 
Until we know more, the better head coach is on the Steelers. I think they should be the favorite on the road, and I'm going to be back in Pittsburgh. Curious if uh, I'll be able to talk Paul into that one. I like it. I like it. I mean, it's hard to go against Mike Tomlin. I'm not – so far I don't have a play in this one. Now, this next game is fascinating. Uh, a team that you like to fade, the Lions, hosting the Red Hot Jags, coming off that late impressive win over the Ravens, where Trevor Lawrence had arguably pretty much the best game of his career, I would say. Uh, meanwhile, the Lions hung around with the Bills on Thanksgiving, but ultimately lost by three points, thanks to some uh, bad coaching. Thank you, Dan Campbell. Um, so the Lions weren't able to uh, force overtime in that one, lost by three. Um, now, what? why I think this is interesting is, depending on where you look, I mean, you can find the Jags as one-point favorites. You can find them as one-point underdogs. The books are not in agreement here. Total, um, some places 51 and a half, also some places 51. Um, on Monday, we talked about it on the show. I went ahead and just grabbed the Jags plus one and a half, but I do think there's some big hat bets on the show going on around here but um i don't know both of these teams play tight games i think it's gonna be a fun one this could be another teaser option which which we'll talk about coming up in about 10 minutes um if you take the side that's plus one and you get to the six it's not terrible but the total's 51 so that that scares me a little bit and this is another one of these games that jumped out to me earlier in the week where if you're looking at the other side, the spot is kind of going against me. And what I mean by that is Jacksonville winning with the two-point conversion at the very end, all that excitement, Trevor Lawrence on a big run. People have said, here he is, he's arrived. Uh, their quarterback of the future is here, and there's no turning back. Just because the last three games he's completing 77% of his passes, six touchdowns, no interceptions. So how are they going to perform going on the road and you're facing a team that has a full week of rest? They have more rest, um, actually extra rest, rather, a week and a half, right? Because Detroit played on Thanksgiving. And the Jaguars have had their issues on the road. They are 1-4 this season on the road. 4-7 and seven record overall, but a plus point differential. So on the positive side, they're at plus 12. The Lions, same record. They have a negative point differential of negative 35, but they've been covering the number. And you're right. I, I don't like to back the Lions on a regular basis. The better head coach is on Jacksonville's side. The better quarterback is also on Jacksonville's side. And we know the Lions have one of the worst defenses. But the thing is, they're healthy now. They hung with the Bills on Thanksgiving and they look like a different team when you have Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown. And Jamal Williams has been the red zone running back, doing a very good job leading the league in rushing touchdowns. But I do like Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence is in an excellent spot. I know they're going to be blitzing him all day, and he isn't great against the blitz at this juncture in his career. But I just look at matchup-wise going against a bottom three defense there's no reason to think that this is not going to continue. And he's, and he's working with different receivers. One week it's going to be Christian Kirk. Last week it was Zay Jones getting involved, going over 100 yards. I like this Jaguar spot, and we're just asking them to win the game. That, that's all you need here. So another short spread that I do like, and they are on the road, so maybe the spot isn't the best, but I'm all about fading the Lions. And you're right, it is intriguing. Even though we have two games 
two teams here that are four and seven on the season. Why I think this I is a really this cool matchup. I, it, it, I it, agree. It, yeah. I had the same thought last night. I'm like, wow, I'm actually excited for this. What's happening? But yeah, last yeah. three games, Trevor Lawrence, 77% completion, six touchdowns, no interceptions, 8.7 yards per attempt. What do you think mm -hmm. about some of Trevor Lawrence pass props? Um, like 252 and a half I'm seeing um, for his passing yards. Is that I was just I was just thinking the same thing. So I looked up the passing touchdowns, and it's one and a half, and it's juiced to the over. So probably not doing anything there. Uh, juice is minus 140. Yeah, BetMGM has the yardage at 254 and a half. There's 252 out there. Considering it, but it does feel pretty high. Like we're, it feels like we're buying the top of the market, right? Um, it it does because he's coming off a 300 plus point performance last week. But you know, for example, you know when he's gone way under that, it was against like the Broncos, I think. Mm -hmm. um, he only had 133 yards, so. I think in terms of the last few weeks, he's been building and building. I I think he can go over this. So with one of my favorite plays for my top five. With his very high completion percentage of late, what about past completions? That is twenty two and a half at BetMGM, mm. and he's cleared that number in each oh, of the wow. last two games. Like the yeah. last two months almost he's cleared that number. Okay, I love that. And it's really not oh, juiced. You can find a minus and you, 115. And you would think, uh, yeah, but, and bet, bet MGM as uh, normal, minus 110. You would think that you're going to keep passing, right? You're going to keep passing. again. The Lions offense is explosive, so you need some separation to win by margin here. And they're such a bad defense. They want to see success from Lawrence. I think they're going to keep passing. Plus, we've got the ETN injury, so how much of the run game is going to be involved? Uh, I, I think that's probably your best look. I love that. Yeah. I really like that look. Anything else prop-wise, total? Um, in these Of these three games, I yeah, I think we, we discussed an angle on each of them. So with the Giants one, that could be uh, your teaser. Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. I like them. Another possible teaser. Jacksonville, I like them. And if you're like torn on the game, it's another teaser. We just, these three games that we just went over, I think all three are potential teaser options, which which we'll talk about next because they they uh they've been more secure. Like we're used to year over year. These teasers have been hitting, and I there's there's an explanation uh behind them hitting at a high clip like we're used to. And we're going to get to that. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We'll look at our favorite props, matchups, and Joe O just mentioned it, how teasers are making a comeback. And actually, they have for a little while now. I just swore off them. They've mm -hmm. been off my radar. Maybe I'll be back on. It's all next on BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network.
We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.